Welcome back to the Millennials Revenge podcast. We are kicking off the new year with a very special episode, and we're really excited about it. We had the pleasure of interviewing Jack and Christina, stars of the Jack and Yaya documentary that is currently available on Amazon Prime. They have a really, truly inspiring and moving story of friendship, of family, and just they personify everything that it means to live your authentic truth. I think if 2020 has taught us anything is that life is too short to not live your authentic self and that family, friends, and love at the end of the day, it's the most important thing that we all have. So I don't want to say too much. This is a great episode. Let's just get into it. Without further ado, we are so excited to welcome Jack and Christina to the show. We are here with Jack and Christina, um, stars of the Jack and Yaya documentary available on Amazon Prime, amongst other uh, you know, platforms. Um, but we are so excited to have you guys. Thank you for being with us. We are like stoked to chat with you. Um, so I guess to start, like, can you guys both just tell us a, like about yourselves? Yeah. 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 You want me to go first or do you want to? Okay. You go first. Okay. Thanks. Um, well, you know, my theme is that I'm Yaya's best friend. <laughs> um, I am a, uh, a teacher and edu- um, artist living in Boston. Um, and let's see, what else about myself? Well, I like, I grew up in South Jersey and that is where the two of us met. And in my, I like to go home and not recently, but can't wait for that. Uh, really close to my family and, you know, just love to party and have a good time and uh, walk my dog. Love it. <laughs> well, I am Christina. I'm also Jack's best friend. We grew up next door to each other. I'm currently uh, engaged in a stepmom. I've been um, with him for the past four years and it's been kind of one exciting ride and you know just living my life doing my thing trying to be a mom juggle that and being trans in the trump era thank god that's almost gone hopefully you know just trying to make it through this uh crazy pandemic and live my life without a mask soon hopefully oh say it again how long have you guys known each other how did you meet the whole the whole deal our anniversary is coming up Oh. <laughs> um, it's going to be, what is it? 30, what is it? 30, oh, I just turned 35, so then it's... 30, 33 years. Of- 33 years. Um, so you guys have been in each other's life from basically from the start. Wow. Yeah, so yeah. We, are, uh, we met, my parents built, uh, bought a house next to her family's house. And um, we met within that first day that we, we bought the house. And I went out back with my dad and she was there with her uncle. And we met through the fence and started playing basically from day two. And we've been best friends ever since. So, That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so who came out first? Um, was it one of you guys telling each other or how did it come around? Well, actually, funny story, Jack kind of shoved me out of the closet to make <laughs> room for himself to then come out of the closet afterwards. Um, we were in high school and I truthfully believe the reason why it happened that way was because he fell in love with someone and 
like he kind of, we knew there was something different about us we didn't know what it was right. um i mean we kind of just lived our lives without any like i guess we lived our lives as non-binary essentially like with no like you know without conf- without conforming to like any real thing but what we were kind of told um but like when it came to like playtime or whatever we just did what we wanted to without any restrictions um but so when jack fell in love in high school he decided to force me out of the closet so to speak along with him so we didn't technically do it alone and i kind of was just like okay uh I'm not sure. And then like a day later, he was like, also, I'm, I'm dating this girl, Lindsay. That's why she's always been here. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's cool. And then it kind of went from there. And then we kind of grew into who we are slowly and like figuring out our way, kind of like, you know, moving through the fog of what the LGBT was and is for some people in the, in like their teens. Um, and for both of ours, it was like a heavy, dense, thick fog of like confusion. And then slowly but surely we just fell into the right path of who we are yeah i feel like we didn't we only have the word gay mm-hmm. so yeah. when we were kids we were like gay we know not then there was no other real words like obviously gay lesbian bisexual but like we didn't know trans was like i i didn't even know that was an option for a person mm-hmm. and when i found out i was like that's probably bad i think <laughs> like that's not probably good for us to be that um seeming like gay is pretty hard so geez i don't want to add another layer but um yeah so i mean she is telling the truth i outed i outed both of us um by saying i figured out what's wrong like you're gay and so am i and like we got to figure this out like what are we gonna do because <laughs> we would play house as kids and i mean just from day one we didn't even i don't even remember saying like okay can you be the mom i want to be the dad like it was just you're the mom i'm the dad there was like no hesitation we kind of just that that would be our roles in this game of house and probably made us play house for like many years past normal children play house which <laughs> that could yeah, be which, I'm sure. <laughs> like oh wow you can be a boy in this i can be a boy in this fantasy world really, really. Yeah, like, I feel comfortable in this like scenario yeah yeah it was great so um yeah, yeah it was wonderful being next door to her and having somebody to kind of just be there to figure out all you know play those those games of make-believe turn are sometimes just alternate versions of ourselves like can i be this can i mm. how does this feel right you know yeah like it lets me live my authentic self as a kid where i still don't know what even that means but it yeah. feels good and it feels right and that's okay um i think i think it's interesting like you said like back in the day i mean obviously we're um a little bit younger but like still 90s kids i mean you know not we're right behind you guys and like there were no other words aside from gay and even then it was you know it was like it was still touchy like and even growing up in los angeles for me it was still touchy and i'm in one of the most accepting in my opinion places probably in the country even then it was still kind of all over the place and i remember growing up uh with a neighbor kid of ours um and we were really close and i had a sister and he had a brother but we were played super close together and mind you i mean it's a different situation they both grew up to be like you know straight you know they're, they're all straight and i'm like i'm not but anyways he as a child wanted to play with our like dolls and you know it was just natural for kids to want to i think to uh 
to experience different, you know, like, or to have all different experiences, you know, it didn't mean one thing or the other. It could mean one thing or the other, but it didn't. I remember his dad being so upset and like, you are not going to play with their dolls. And was, it was really kind of intense. And I'm like, oh man, like, but I think, um, um, so when did you guys like maybe notice it was, it was, it was not so much sexuality, more so like going to be a gender transition. Well, for me, I, um, struggled for a long time like i i dated i dated terrible people and really just one like actually it was just one person that and he was not that terrible but i mean in hindsight he was terrible for who i who i am um but you know i struggled trying to find what i liked in the gay aspect of like relationships like i didn't like and this it sounds terrible, but I wasn't into like super flamboyant men, like what I was considered. I wanted the exact opposite. Basically what I grew up, you know, with Jack playing house, I wanted my husband to resemble how Jack was while we played house. I wanted my boyfriend to resemble that same thing. I wanted like super masculine, like you would never know that he was gay and all this, like all of the attributes that come with someone like that. And when we were nearing the end of our six year, relationship i kind of started to realize like you know in between this time too i had also started doing drag and like i never like i don't i never met anyone that was trans like near me and well so i thought and then when i started performing in the beginning of our relationship i skipped ahead a little bit but in the beginning of our relationship i started performing and um at first my brother was like oh you'll you'll love this you should do this you'll have so much fun and i was like i'll never do that legit walked in by the next week because they had weekly shows the next week i was in the show like I yeah. like it was a competition. I was like, I need to do that. You were right. I need to. And then slowly but surely, like every time I got out of the house, I was in drag. Like I went to the movies in drag. And I was like, and I started to feel more comfortable like that. And everybody started to kind of like it kind of get used to it, but they started to also be like, Do we have to wait seven hours for you to do your makeup? Like <laughs> come on. And I'm like, no, I gotta go. They're like, just put on, you know, just put on one of your polos and your shorts. You'll be fine. I'm like, I'm not fucking wearing polos and shorts. <laughs> I'm doing I have all these wigs, I'm putting them on. And really it was me going, like, this is who I am. And I'm finally starting to figure out this is what has been wrong the whole time. Right. Like with me was that I was trying to be this gay boy and I was not that gay boy. I was yeah. I was a trans woman. And so towards the end of our relationship like in the beginning of the last year of our relationship i started like looking around after i met like several trans women um for like you know someone that had estrogen and it was the it was 2009 i had one miss gay philadelphia and um my friend my friend jalisa went to she was like going to be a nurse so i said do you want to give me my first hormone shot and she said and she was like what and I was like well I've been taking the pills for the past uh year and I was like would you like to give me my first hormone shot because I don't know if I can do it and in the back of a restaurant slash bar in Philly <laughs> right after I came off the stage I took my first hormone shot and that was like the end of it for me like I just knew that that was this was who I who I am and I could actually finally step into myself that's beautiful and that's that's amazing um and what about for you Jack well, yeah, I always thought yeah, I was very brave, like more brave than I am. You know, I felt like I had a little more self-consciousness and I just mm. a little bit, 
don't know because when she was doing drag you know i'd go to her shows and watch her and um i knew what she was doing i guess i didn't separate it from her i kind of don't i didn't separate her from what she was doing so when it wasn't in drag like at shows and when it was just like her it just kept i mean i remember thinking like oh okay like that's great she's doing this like mm. I, i can ever even have come like thought that that's something i can do i'm just gonna have to well i i've thought in my head well i've gained ground in who in becoming authentic my authentic self by coming out as a lesbian this is what a success i finally won people over you know i finally mm. did all that work to come out and, and like you know encounter the social you know what do they say coming out socially to like friends and whatever oh i don't this is going to be fine i don't need to ruffle any feathers you know um but eventually as time went on and i i don't remember us having the conversation too i think she remembers more than me but i did call her and i was like i don't know what to do and she was like, do it And I was like, I, you're like braver than I am. Like, do you know how much shit you have to do? She's like, yes. <laughs> I, I am just like not sure I can handle this. Like, and now and like thinking about back then, like the the shit I thought I had to do is like, it's way more. Like, <laughs> you come out to your landlord, you come out to your mailman, you come out to like so many people in so many ways that I didn't even think. You know, right? You haven't seen in many years, and you're like, oh god, like dreading social interactions and just like okay are they going to be cool or are they going to ask me crazy questions or i feel like right. i just want to like whatever so i feel like i held on to trying to like get by my life as being like i'm going to be a lesbian okay now i'm or, you know now i'm going to wear more masculine clothes and like this is still a thing that is like God, mm. i don't feel like you know really this is this is also sliding under the radar and then eventually i was just like i am not somebody's girlfriend and i just can't do that anymore i can't i can't live like that so Um, yeah, like she, you know, talked me through it and I had a few friends that I would tell about, but it was really scary. I mean, I was like Googling the word transgender to like learn about it. Then I would really clear my search history and nobody went on my computer. <laughs> I just felt like oh, this is something to be sh like shameful. You know, I think, um, it's just changing so much right. that I feel, you know, what a, what a lot of, Stir, I think you were saying earlier about like kids. Is that or, or roles as kids? Oh, like the, your your friend mm. uh, playing with dolls and stuff. I mean, I think that looking now back to we grew up, and even then that was kind of like, mm, can you play with dolls? And now it's just parents become looser. I, I work with kindergarten, first grade. And I there's so much less pushback in children. Yeah. They can do things and express their gender or express like just any sort of feeling they have of being a freaky little kid. Right. Yeah, right. Because again, it's not it's not black and like kids are there. It's not black and white when you know kids are being kids. They just want to have the experience of playing with stuff they like, whether it's a you know a, a truck, a GI Joe, a, you know, it feels so like fifties, but like a Barbie or whatever, you know. Yeah. Like, and it's so true. Like, I have a niece. I have two nieces, but one of them's three, and she's super. Like, she's always been into any you know. She's been into everything, and what I really appreciate is that my sister and her fiance have not they've really um, nurtured like that side of her, you know, it's like, if you want to like go see all the, you know, what's it called? The 
all the crazy trucks, like, you know, the, the, the monster trucks, monster <laughs> trucks, like just anything, you know, like construction vehicles, like she was all about it, like hardcore at a certain point. And, you know, it's like, yeah, we'll nurture the hell out. Let's go yeah. to some construction sites, kid, you know, let's go <laughs> see it for yourself. But I really liked that. Cause again, it wasn't like forcing her to, into one box or another. Yeah. She can just, she likes everything, you know, it's just her being a kid again. It's like, it's that's the thing is like when we were kids, I feel like, if you play with dolls, you were gay. That's what they like, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. now, like, you can play with dolls, and you don't does not mean you're going to be gay or you know. It's just like you're playing with this. Right. Um, didn't have that. It was like if you do these, if you show these signs of who you are, that's what you then become. And like that's probably why we played a lot of house in, in secret and like right. We were like, this is the only time that we are going to get away with some shit like this. Right. Yeah, that makes total sense. Um, and then what about in high school? Did you guys like? Um, I mean, personally for myself, I actually was living in Texas, like in a really small town. But I mean, whenever I, I was a bisexual, girl, I was in denial. I was like, I'm pretty fucking lesbian. But we, let's, all <laughs> we all dated that one person. Like, I'm so sorry I did that to you. Um, but yeah, I remember just the idea of it, like just me being bisexual. Like I just came like people just assumed I was like a slut or like I was just down to like hook up with whomever or whatever. Um, do you find that a lot of people kind of socialize like um, being gay or transgendered, like we're like very sexual beings? Um, do you notice that at all in your, or do you feel like that's how people have like questioned it to you, or do you notice that in any way for yourselves? Well, I mean, probably for her as a trans woman. Yeah, it's it's very we're very much um, sexualized, like mm-hmm. more than I think people realize, more than they give us even credit for because they try to separate genders so much with with like it's almost like a tip for tat thing like you know you know when it comes to a cis woman whether or whether she's you know a a lesbian or not or whichever they in certain aspects like i just unfollowed um this i don't even know it was i follow a lot of like different witchy things and this woman was like sort of going off about like yeah i'm about basically she was having like some sort of like a turf rhetoric and the way she was wording everything i'm like you like you have no like if i if we could only unearth the amount of horrific messages that we get daily it would i think it would shock people at the same time as it would also bring other people to come out and be like yeah that happens a lot to us too and instead of going well it happens to me more and you less it, it, we all realize like yeah we're over sexualized and i think mainly it's because people find trans women and even trans men or and even lesbian and gay men through like porn sites like that's mm-hmm. where a lot of people like when they're doing their googling and their google search they find they don't find just like you know scientific research put out on it they find people having sex with each other and then all of a sudden they think that's how we need to be approached right because that's how they are introduced to it they're not introduced to us as like people in kindergarten they're introduced to us as like horny adolescents through porn and then it becomes this this like like uh, unsubconscious nature of like sexualization which it sometimes just is what it is it's just like you you don't necessarily have to accept it but it is like you have to look to yourself and be like why is that happening like i always i always like would post things of like messages i would get from some people and and like like my funny like 
comments back to them or my funny responses. Like I had a guy go add me on here so I can show you something. And I was like, I don't want to see your dick. And he goes, well, how do you know what's going to be my dick? I was like, well, you're not, you're sure as hell not going to show me your Pokemon collection. So I don't know what the fuck you want to show me. And then he's, and then like, he stopped talking. Cause I, clearly I was right. So the point is, is that like the, this over-sexualization I think comes from them researching and also being told what they can and can't do from their like families, like beliefs and stuff or what they, what they think will disappoint their family instead of being like, Hey, this is what I like. If you don't like it, suck my ass, leave me alone. Do you know what I mean? Like, like at the end of the day, but so it just comes with a lot of like confusion, but I think a lot of trans people, gay people, lesbians, non-binary people, I think a lot of us sometimes like are tired of answering these ridiculous questions and dealing with all the stuff that we forget that sometimes people, even though their questions may seem very invasive, they might genuinely not realize that that is a wrong way to ask. And sometimes meeting those questions with such abrasiveness is actually doing harm to us because then they're going back and looking other places and thinking they can go to the next person and do that because they found someone who was being a quote-unquote bitch or an asshole and then they're going to go to this like child trans person or this child non-binary person and ask them these questions and they're not even going to be able to answer them answer them for themselves so my so it just you know no, I I mean, that's such a great point. Um, I mean, we like, we get people like literally just like random people we just met, like, do you guys scissor? And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, 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 like you want to see it? Um, <laughs> no, but I, but I think that, like, um, but I first thing that pops into their brain when they see yeah. it. Yeah, no, but honestly, I think. I usually like, say, I'll show you for a thousand dollars. I take your money abroad. I mean, today's time. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, you can sign, you can. You can join my OnlyFans and pay me if you want to answer. Don't worry about the link. All right, it's five hundred to sign up. Then you go create one in a bathroom real fast to get that money. Fuck that. I mean, honestly, um, no. But what I wanted to kind of like uh, um, piggyback on what you were saying, uh, Christina, was that um, I feel like it's so true. Like in terms of gay people or trans people or, or just anyone that's kind of just I mean you know not like a straight white person is sometimes over sexualized it just is like it can be so like you said because there's just not great representation do you feel like in the mainstream media obviously growing up like something that I feel when I look back and I'm you know obviously like living in my gayness right now and I look back and I watch like old school shows like friends will and grace and things like that where it's like they were open shows they had gay people on but it was always like the punchline there was always a punchline about being gay or about this and obviously trans people had even less representation so did you you, i'm sorry did you make a post about that um uh i might i might have i think either if you didn't i just i just saw this somewhere i'm pretty it had to be you i'm it right. may have been, but if not, I'm like, we all you think about you it. Because I'm like, wait a second, why is this, I've just, this is literally in like, and I have so much in my brain, this is like in the forefront of my noggin right now, that I'm like, wait a second, I just saw this somewhere. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Keep going, then no. I'll respond. Yeah. No, but again, I feel like it's something that a lot of people, even if it wasn't me or whoever it was, you know, it's like, we're all kind of thinking about it if you're in that 
situation where you're looking back and and I think like we've been talking about there is so much it's so different these days there's so much representation it's and thank god you know for kids growing up there's so much you can look at on Netflix and you know Hulu and wherever just the internet in general because the internet exists you don't feel alone in your in being not like that that straight normative you know like stereotype um so again do you feel like did you feel any representation growing up in the media? Like, did you see anyone that you were like, oh, they make me feel comfortable? Uh For me, no. I mean, kind of almost obviously no. But like, there's a, there's a lot of things that like, the way I was raised and I and I know J the way Jack was raised, there's, there's so many different outlooks to things. And like right now in 2020, when you look back and you see like, you know, Will and Grace and you look at how, you know, they were portrayed at some point you're like damn that's like really stereotypical but at the same time if you think about it because of that weird stereotype that they kind of embraced and put on the mainstream media and the mainstream television that really was a big foot step forward yeah. in the right direction and, and i mean now we look at it and we're like oh they did this and they did that and it's like yeah but because of that even yes it was a stereotype and all of that but stereotypes come from things like i have gay friends that literally act like that and that that's who they are and i love them for it i i also keep them at a distance because i can get very fast but that's you know what i mean but i'm a lot for people to handle too so i mean the point is is that everything is met so abrasively nowadays because people are like well it's 2020 get to it blah 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 and it's like no okay stop forgetting where it came from those people fought to be able to be that stereotype on television at in prime time when people are at home with their families where like things like that were not shown yeah and they did that and now we're able to not only learn from that but make sure that that doesn't happen in the future anymore because of what they did and what they represented and i think more people need to stop doing that well it's 20 you know, stop doing all yeah. this this no stop with that because yeah. that's the reason why so many people don't want to hear us that's why so many people are still like eh, because we won't just be like okay this was what it was now let's change it positively now granted it's not our job to change everybody's point of view like obviously i my favorite saying is i will punch you in the throat like like <laughs> i genuinely it is not our job it's not it's not trans women's job to tell straight men that we are not science we are not science projects it is not our job to tell them like no you can't see me scissor go watch porn it right. is that is not our responsibility obviously but there are some things where some people are genuinely curious because they don't understand yeah. and and there's things and representations of us that, that are out there that yeah they may have come from stereotypes but at some point those stereotypes were very very true and then we grow from them and make sure those stereotypes kind of disappear but it also gave us that open door to be like yeah we're here surprise this is yeah. us yeah you know what i mean and that's the way it should be looked at so i didn't have no i didn't have a trans woman i didn't have any of that i didn't have like even like a drag queen that was super pretty and looked like a woman that eventually transitioned into a woman that's like yeah. that's the path i took i i had none of that but i appreciate everything that i did have because mm -hmm. it, it it made me my family would watch things and laugh and enjoy it. And I remember this one conversation with my mother where I said, where she was like talking about, I don't even know, someone, it, it very well could have been Will and Grace or you know what, it could have even been Willow from, from Buffy when she 
um, when she came out as gay because my young my younger brother John and my mom would watch Buffy all the time and um, you know when that happened I, th- I think my mom said something and I said well you wouldn't love me still if I was and she was like I would absolutely love you if you were and then you know when I came out as bisexual because you know I came out like seven, 70 different times until I fucking <laughs> found myself yeah and stay tuned next week we're gonna have the next coming out of <laughs> Yeah, I know. I don't know, what I, I don't know. I haven't decided what I'm going to wear yet, but I, something's coming. Um, but yeah, maybe I'll be the New Year's baby. Um, <laughs> the New Year's trans baby. Or I'll be like the Virgin Mary on New Year's having a baby. Um, sorry if anybody is religious like that. But, you know, my bad. Um, peace be with you. So my point is, is that like that gave my mom a doorway to say something like, you know, to talk about it, but it, and it's still funny when I came out, you know, she was like kind of not happy. And like, even though she accepted me and accepted my brothers, cause she didn't just get like me, she got my two younger brothers were, are gay too. So like the three of us were like, bam, hi, surprise. Um, <laughs> but you know, I didn't find out till I started transitioning and she was going through chemo, like everything that happened. The, the reason why she was so like stressed out and apparently like you know when she was pregnant with me she she felt like she swore I was going to be a girl my mm-hmm. grandmother the same exact thing which you can hear my grandmother say that in the yeah. documentary um and my mom had explained she's like you know I saw so many terrible things on the news of like people being killed and gay bashing at the same time it was like shortly after um oh my god I'm gonna be a terrible LGBT Matthew person Shepard. thank you oh my god this is why we're like are you new I I was like I know it no, I'm, looking at, I'm, looking, I'm looking at the fence in Colorado in my head and I'm like getting like uh, like chills and upset at the same time and I'm like why is his name not coming into my head Matthew Shepard it was like right after that like horrific event that like you know my mom's like it was like no you're not you can't be that because she's like I don't think she could have lived with herself if something like that happened to me yeah so I don't know if you went through the same things where your parents were kind of like okay but wait be careful I don't want nothing to happen like you know, where they almost like forced you to be in this like secure little box that they thought they were protecting right. you in when they were hurting you more without right. realizing it. I mean, when I came out, my mom did not respond well. Um, but it was one of those things that like, I, I felt like it made it like I was selfish, you know? And I was like, I think it's the exact opposite. Like I have to go, like, not being my true self, I basically have to conform to something that brings you comfort. And unfortunately, I, mean, I think every everybody in the alphabet group um has their own struggles um but i personally never really heard or seen like um lesbian bashing or like you know people waiting outside of a lesbian club um it is a thing though because i i mean obviously it's happened um but like i mean i remember when i came out my that was the biggest thing my mom was like scared of that but also like just the shaming like it just came with so much shame um but now my mom's definitely has come around my dad probably responded the best out of my whole family um but yeah i completely agree i mean some people i think they don't realize like being gay or yourself it's like it shouldn't require being like um i guess like brave you know like and it's unfortunate like that like being your true self is one of those things that's like it shouldn't be this hard but unfortunately yes like absolutely with matthew shepherd and so many others i mean even in 2020 um so yeah no i completely agree and part of you does want to be 
appreciative and thankful that they're just concerned for your safety but at the same time yes absolutely they're like keeping in this little bubble that it's just it's like and especially a lot of them they have their own relationships like my mom had a boyfriend so i'm like i see you happy in your relationship like i want that like, we all deserve it. yeah and i think like i mean even to what you were speaking on as well uh christina was like that you don't know your parents sometimes are hurting you with like them wanting to protect you and i luckily my parents were extremely accepting like it was no problem and i was really lucky and shows like will and grace opened up conversations about gay sex and things like that where i had questions and they were happy to talk to me about it so i was really lucky but my best friend for example when he came out to his mom her first response is i don't want you to like get HIV like that was her literally her first response and that's like a real thing you know and in that to where she's trying to protect him but also it's like you're kind of creating a stereotype of there's just a lot wrong with that you know like in terms of that's your first that's not necessarily it's not being supportive so um you know it's I think people you know it can be hard and but the more that we all talk about it and like you said the more that television things like that even shows to where we look back and for me i see a lot of stereotypes where i'm like that's not super healthy but it's because we're so privileged now i think to see how far things have come and back in the day that's all there was and it did open up those conversations so you know because you think about it too like when they like you think about it, how was the '90s? Most families still did like dinner at four o'clock or, or even five o'clock, and they sat around the table and they kind of talked about each other's day. And, and if you imagine, like, think about the conversation. Granted, in in like the long run, obviously that conversation would have been very, very good for our community. But that's a hard conversation to have. Half of the time, there were parents hiding in their own closets that didn't have the same space to come out so they were shielding their it's just if you take the bigger picture and you actually look at the full aspect of it there's so much more that you can actually pull and i mean granted obviously i don't know i wasn't in every family's household and these are scenarios i'm making up in my head that i would love to believe is one of the reasons what stopped a lot of things is like people don't know how to you don't know how to address these things. Sometimes I don't know how to address things and I've just become this person that everybody knows as the blunt friend who will say whatever is on my brain and uh, I don't sometimes don't even realize like I don't mean harm by it. So like I've even like, and you can ask Jack, like I've said things like at the Philly, um, the Philadelphia Trans Health Convention where like, you know, I was immersed into the whole world of being non-binary and everything where Jack kind of like when he came out a little bit later as trans and started doing it he came out at the time where like non-binary started to pop up and the word tranny was like you don't say that but I grew up where like being a drag queen if you were super feminine looking and you looked like a woman they called you a tranny as a compliment like that was it was like and the other one you're fishy and that sounds terrible it does but that just meant like and this is no offense to women but this is just what they were like you know how like when they're like trying to be derogatory towards a woman they're like oh you probably you're, you smell like fish like it just being an asshole it was like men as a reverse compliment like oh you're a woman right like, you're a fish like you're 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 a training and and like you know so I I started my transition where that was still very much a thing, and I took a lot of that as a compliment. Like yes. you're a training. Yes. Uh, yes, I am. Well, <laughs> thank you. Like, the worst things you know, about you. <laughs> well, I know. And then there was like you know, you know, when we went to the trans health conference when Jack 
I think actually right after he got his uh, top surgery, like we're in a room where I, unfortunately, because I'm, I am a very horny trans person and I'm always curious about different like sexual things uh, just because I'm like, oh, what do you do? What, get, what do you like? Like I'm, I am, I'm genuinely curious as a person. Like I'm like, and then I will actually tell you, well, this is what I like. Like you could care less, but I'm going to tell you because I feel comfortable enough to be that way which i have to remind myself constantly that people not everybody is so like being in this room i said jack okay you we're gonna do your things but i at least want to see this like transsexual thing like where it wasn't like transsexual it was like trans and sex it was not that it was not i was highly disappointed it was everybody kind of like I hate to say it, it's going to sound so terrible and oh, I'm yeah. probably going to get like hate mail. Jack, I'm saying it. There was just probably like, like everybody was just like kind of confiding and being, Close I don't know. You can't handle that. PC. <laughs> like I wasn't, I'm not a PC yeah. person. I'm not. But Jack was like, I had bruises all up the back of my arm because every time I someone. Was, or not up. <laughs> I walked in, he pinched the fuck out of me because I'm like, you know, I didn't understand and I was just like because they weren't like me trans they were a different version of being trans that I didn't that was fairly new and coming out so like these conversations and things happening in the past is what brought everybody to be able to do this now you know what I mean like I don't know yeah Yeah. absolutely it's not always a good trans person I strive to be but I'm not yeah yeah that's where this lands is that education right so Mm -hmm. what is all encompassing of everything we're talking about is that we are you know it's not everybody as she was saying wants to be the educator some people are okay with that this is why we i personally agree to because i think that to give insight to you know some like i think our hometown voted for trump primarily like i was like 50 so it's like a a blue collar like dis enchanted like south jersey town and like to know that there are people who are there who you know can can learn and can change their minds i think educating our family is our first steps you know helping the people closest to us to to say you know there's a lot of different sides here and i think that and, and a lot of different genders and a lot of different expressions and a lot of good people who want to live their authentic selves and and i think edu- the reason not i mean I wonder if education will help, you know, end the fetish, fetishizing of people. You know, you think if you were a kid and in health, when you learned sex ed, if you learned about gay sex and trans sex and sex and gender, as I think kids are learning now in high school, in like non, you know, in in my area, in Brookline, at least in Massachusetts, I know I have a friend who's a health teacher and he does sex and he talks about gay sex and he talks about transgender That's people. So and like, kid teens now are like, like the idea of a teen coming out, they're like, okay, old person, like we're all gay. Yeah, like old news. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I just think that ed- education and as you were saying earlier about like the internet and finding community in that is like, when you educate yourself and when you learn about things, you, the fetish, the fetish, I can't, why can I say that word? Say it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, is a lot of lack of education because you repress it. So there are so many people who are just attracted to trans women. Cause like, 
that's hot. Like, there's beautiful trans women as like we're attracted to beautiful men, beautiful women, cis, straight, whatever. Like, we can be attracted to a personality, we can be attracted to that body. And because it's this secret, like, you can't be these things. You have to, in order to be this, you must come out. You must be this secret and then you can reveal. It's like, that's why the sex becomes this weird thing. It's like, right? no, like, this is my body. This is the one, like, we, and I, and that is for me, I think, like, huge. And I, this is why I love, you know, part of what I love about my job is, you know, I transitioned while I was an educator and I teach kindergarten and I came out to my kids and I had to, you know, get books. And that's the other thing. Trans people are educating and queer people. We are educating ourselves and in learning how to educate ourselves about what we need in our healthcare and our rights and our, um, how we want to live our lives. We are educating those around us and that just keeps spreading. Um, and in teaching, you know, I see trans folks writing books, children's books. And, and this is because we needed this as kids. So right. that, that falls into mainstream media now, right? Like it, maybe it's not mainstream, but it's media. And we are giving, we are creating our own content. Um, and, you know, I think of India Moore, is that her last name? India Moore. India Moore, right, yeah. Creating Trans Santa. If, you, if we want it, we have, we may have to do it. And right. if we want to learn, we have to teach, we have to teach. Some, some people are can, some people aren't ready. And the people who want to, then we do. Right. It's true. And kids are so open. I think kids are so like, they're sponges. They're so open. Like they don't see anything as, they they just learn like the, what becomes normal to them is what they learn from from you know ages like kindergarten. So I think it's important, like you said, like being able to come out to your students and you know provide them education books. Like they're gonna just grow up and be like 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 you know big deal. Who yeah. you know like the people they meet, their friends who end up going that path. It'll be you know they're gonna have a very comfortable journey hopefully because these kids have grown up not thinking it's you know, it's normal as it is, you know, and it's yeah. just creating the awareness around it from a young age. And it's super helpful for the folks who are like, you know, in cities as we have all kind of grown up in, I mean, our, our town is in South Jersey, but we're very close to Philadelphia, like 15 minutes away. Right. So we growing up in these cities, we kind of had this nice exposure, but like thinking about some kid in the middle of Nebraska who's going through these things, that's where the internet is like, you can, you can find your family. We're here, we are out on the you know be in this and you can google anything you can put a hashtag in like you find it and sometimes it becomes detrimental because then you you know the kids who are just like i need to look this way to be this kind of gender or whatever it get, it's a fine line but for those folks who are in the middle get to see documentaries get to see there's been so many great documentaries this year that i can think of, of about the trans experience and none of them are the same because trans experience is varied as much as gay experience is varied as much as you know, people of color have very experience of like the way that anyone who is not being a, basically a cis white dude who we have lived in their lives, it our whole lives, like being like, this is what they, this is what we do. We listen to that. Like, no, like, no, 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 no. And then telling these stories and educating each other and, and, and promoting ourselves is what we're, that's why like pod, this podcast is important. Like, you know, maybe it's not on the top fucking one or two of pod of Apple yet. But like, <laughs> we're working on that. But like, uh, you know, I think that having these voices heard is like, this is what's important. This is why we would want to sit and talk with you all. Like, no, absolutely. I mean, again, like, like my family, the the whole gay shaming thing, um, <clears throat> the whole like, I guess even even the conversations of it being like, oh, this is God's way of telling you no, and all this stuff. I'm like, 
I, I truly believe if you put everybody in a room and tell them they're all wrong and bad, like you're going to invite the wrong people in there. And unfortunately, you know, there are STDs and, you know, drug problems in any group of people, straight people or not. But I, I think um, that's the biggest thing is that we do have to bring a healthy community because um, I do find from my own personal experience, a lot of my gay experience, I always had to go to a, like a club and like dance and drink and like oh, yeah. so, and then like finding a healthy relationship how do you how do you meet somebody at a club and then be like well, let's start a relationship um so oh go ahead well no i was i was listening but also gonna because i mean as true as that is but that that's what they don't realize they kind of shunned us to the exactly. nightlife they literally pushed us to catwalk on the street at night like genuinely and that's and that's like and it's fucked up yes but at the same time, look how far we've come. I think I think so many people forget to actually step back and go, okay, this is there's still so much to be done. But look, look at the babies, look at the books. There's children's books with trans kids in it. They don't that, that wasn't there for me when I was in kindergarten. I would have been I would have been taking estrogen at five. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you. you would have found it. No, she I would have I would have I would have siphoned it from one of the women in my family. I would have siphoned it from Jack, actually. <laughs> he would have given it to me and I would have I would have let him take my my yeah. testosterone. I would have just but, made a cream my hamster cage because I hate you it. did that. Oh my god. Listen, that's a whole nother that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> Um, and it was the guinea pig. Um, and I wanted to ask, um, so um, Christina, you had your um, drag queen, uh, like, you know, shows to go to. What did you have for yourself, Jack? Like, um, I know it's not really a thing, like, where, like, um, I guess, like, I've seen, like, a few um, places that they do, like, um, lesbians that dress as men, um, you know. Um, did you go to any of those type of shows, or did you... What was your what was your like approach to it, or like, did you have somewhere? Haven. Was yeah. there a safe haven? Say? Um, it was I. It was honestly seeing Yaya stuff. Yeah, and watching her. I mean, she was she was just fierce as fuck. Like you know, just went in, went. She's stubborn, and as you know, like on okay, in a great way. And she just was like, you know, fuck it all, and. I mean, she was struggling on the inside, but the outside, the perspective that I got was like, God, we got to go in full force. And I mean, no, I didn't. There wasn't really a trans men. I didn't know anybody trans until like right. college bit, barely. Maybe one person that was like, is that person trans? You know, and I, I didn't know anything. Um, but I think that, yeah, I don't know what I get my... I think I just try to learn out little by little. I lot I learned a lot from her. I try to, you know, Thomas Page McBee has really good books out about masculinity, and he um, is somebody that I was feeling like was like taking a lot of words out of my mouth. You know, I, you know, like I was like, yes, yes, yes. That's how I, I understand that. Like I understood that relationship. And there's, um, you know, I think that the trans experience is like interest or, or, or queer experience is interesting because. Not only do you have, like, you're just like in that, but you want to find, you know, like, I like the camp, I like this stuff. So I have to, f like, not all trans experiences would be one that I could relate to. As like, you couldn't relate to everybody as your friend. Like, a cis, a cis straight person listening to this, you cannot just be like, because they're cis and straight, we we know, understand each other. Yeah, We're yeah. friends, like, no, you, you like have, 
criteria of what is your interest. So that for me was just kind of a little challenging being like, what is like, I'm not really interested in like this and I don't really understand that. I'm not really like into the FDM fitness kind of a thing. Like, I don't know what that is. Like, I just want to sit in the woods, you know? <laughs> and I found like, there's a cool group called the Venture Out Project that does like queer camping and like that kind of stuff. So you find, you just like find your tribe, right? You know, you find your people that you can chill with and learn from. And How, can you describe what it was like to say goodbye to your old names and identity? Jack, you go first. You did it first. Oh yeah, I helped Yaya change her name. So I, I, um, I in Massachusetts was kind of a nice place to transition as far as your legally. Um, I was able to go to the place you go. Place you go, like court things. I don't. Know. Yeah, court. Um, you know, where did I go? Social security, like all that stuff. Um, well, initially they didn't, my insurance didn't cover it. I had to get all of my letters from therapists and blah, 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 blah. But luckily I had a job with healthcare that I was able to go see a therapist for, I mean, I was seeing anyway, but, um, back then you had to have, you had to have a sign off to do that. That's just like so weird to me, but now you don't have to, now you can just go get surgery if you want to have surgery. If like, you don't need a therapist from, you need a doctor, but not. I had like, I'd have like three people say like, sign off on me, okay, let me chill out here. But um, yeah, I was able to go to the place and get my name changed and get the fee waived because I was able to prove like, you know, make too much money for a nonprofit. But um, it was like a quick in, out, got my name changed, got the stamp. They said your thing will come in the mail and you do that, you go to get your thing. And um, I think that getting my name changed felt really good for me and it felt I felt happy to have my license and my cards say what I wanted them to say like how I am who I am and I felt that for Yaya like I, I Christina I call her Yaya but um everyone else calls her Christina I felt I wanted her IDs to match because I felt that experience and she didn't she you know she wouldn't care we would go out if we would do something and she put her card down and if it said her old name her dead name like she'd be like that's my boyfriend and like everybody's like oh <laughs> you know because that's whatever but i was just like no it's so good when you can be like that's me um so i was like oh come on and i kept pushing her and she was just like yo it's harder here and i'm like no oh, can't be can't well come on it is crazy how much we have also new jersey i don't want to talk sh too much shit on jersey because they've really come around but then it was eight, 18 steps you had to put yourself in the newspaper before the newspaper after it wasn't even cheap it was like over like 600 just to change your name and you know why they put it in the newspaper because i remember watching that in the documentary and i'm like and like what is this marriage like and even yeah. though well that's such a like so archaic topic like well, they, they do that because it, and they don't want you to have money or something out. Like if I owe, so, yeah, like if I have like debts owed, like owed, and I'm like changed my name and it, they can't find me, which I was like, bitch, you should be doing that, girl. I ain't got nothing. <laughs> but, but, like, <laughs> yeah, I was just like, eh, it's got to be done. It, there's just so many steps just to be who you are. But if you're a straight man who wants to be named John Long Hot Dog, they probably wouldn't make you do the same thing. They would just be like, okay, cool, that's who you are now. Um, but I also feel like it's more like of like a 
this is what's happening take a look but that also comes with like learning and like education and like making sure like this does not happen anymore and I learned um the past two years like when I was getting it done and like right after that there are like multiple lawsuits filing against multiple states in doing this to trans people so like eventually that's going to be like gone so like I was just holding out. I was just like, whatever. I had, a, I had this all, the process we the process we went through is like not as up to date. Like now it's it's a little bit easier, and I think um, that's on the the legal side. I think that the you know emotional social side of transitioning for me was a little tricky because as we know, like masculinity is a weird thing, um, and it's a little confusing and don't really I mean I look at I'm not understanding nor that I want to be comfortable in what masculinity is um and it was a it's been a challenge and you know I was really like I felt I remember my first time being like fuck I because I've, I've been teaching kindergarten for 10 years so I am whenever I see kids like they it's like they can they know like they're like even in like grocery stores like waving to me and being goofy and and you know I would back when I was presenting as female you know I could strike up a conversation with a family and like kids talking to me and they would be like yeah you know if I like a brewery I'll sit outside a kid runs up and they show you some dumb stuff down one you're like oh and then I remember I had got my voice had changed and I said like hi to a kid who was like being goofy to me and the mom like grabbed the kid like I was a scary man and I was like oh that's what men do they are scary you know you can't just go around like let him you have to there is a thing that some men are not good and so now we have to have this and I think I I, you know, I waved to a kid in a grocery store and the mom looked at me like you fucking Perfect. And I was like, yeah, yeah I can. God, that's so weird. When did this happen? I told you about this. Did you? You may have, but I mean, I don't like that. We talk every single day. <laughs> What's that? I got really mad. Like, the job, I was uh, ready to take <laughs> a six hour back in Boston. We were ready. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> years ago. Yeah, yeah. It was like, it was like 2015. So, I mean, this, I just hadn't learned about male presence and I, I I knew when a man followed me when I was walking that didn't feel good, but I didn't realize that then I was the man walking behind mm-hmm. someone because I never thought about walking behind someone. Mm-hmm. So I'm not creepy, but I am creepy. You know, like I have to be a well-behaved person, and I have mm-hmm. to realize I have a male voice. I Man, small, like five four, so like I'm not that intimidating. But I am learning. Like you don't get to have. Social. I've been socialized as a female, and I have learning masculinity and learning a few things has been a challenge for me. And it's been kind of it was so uh, to, to answer your question of like letting go of my past self was hard because I was opening a self that is more true to me with a lot of complications. I'm like, you know, becoming a man isn't a fun or you know becoming a man in quotes like isn't really that it comes with some baggage right. and some you know real baggage for real reasons but i don't know learning it was not a didn't like it's not coming naturally in many ways 
I mean, I can only imagine in the sense that, um, I mean, because I was bisexual in, um, or in high school and um, I took um, like sports and in the locker room, I always felt like I was like, I can't be in the room when they're changing because I don't want them to think that I'm looking at them or mm-hmm. being like creepy or anything like that. So I felt like I had to re- remove myself. So I guess that would be my own personal experience in that sense. And But what I was going to say is actually I had listened to um, the other podcast that you guys had been um, featured on and I am blanking on the name, but I listened to it and there was an interesting thing that came up that I believe Christina had said about, it's not about like a lot of people kind of like um, put it in a box. It's like, oh, you know, trans people are trans men. You know, it's like you said, you should be scared or something. It's actually about men. Like, and that's when you look at it. And that's the interesting thing where it's, it's actually about more of the cis straight men that people are kind of associating that like mm-hmm. and then it just is projected because oh well you're different and you look different but you're a man and so we're going to project that fear onto you when really you're like if anything I'm the least one you have to worry about right. <laughs> like I'm yeah. I can see everything from kind of almost every angle um, I thought that was really poignant you know mm-hmm. yeah I mean it's true like people try to they, they just I think it makes people feel comfortable when they can put someone in a box because then they, then they feel like they have an explanation of whatever their fear is and their fear usually is well you know I can't be myself so you should be able to be yourself oh you're being yourself well you're weird there's something wrong and the problem is is that they weren't raised properly that's the problem they weren't their parents were not educated and I guarantee whoever raised them was probably part of the LGBT community and decided to actually and was forced to suppress themselves and that is the outcome is what we deal with constantly is the constant hate because they how they were raised and and because these things are not just like like when you're born you're not born this way you're not born like racist I'm not saying you're not born trans and you're not born gay. You absolutely 100% are born that way. You're not born racist. You're not born full of hatred. That stuff is taught. And people need to reiterate that all the time. So when there's confusion and when there's hatred, it needs to be, well, how did your parents raise you? Where did you learn this behavior? Not like, oh, you learned to be gay because you played with dolls. No, the dolls did not make me gay, sweetheart. Yeah. They surely the fuck did not make me gay. They did not make me anything. I just love them because that's who I was. That's what I love to do. It's just, it is what it is. Just, there's no gender in it. And I have a thing with, with, with my fiance and his family because they're, they're not bad people at all. They love me. They've taken me in. They, you know, I don't like to admit it out loud, but they did support Trump and I partly loved it because I could fight it every step of the way and teach them that this is wrong. And there was like a point where I said, and they were like, well, no, we don't like the, that this happens. I said, no, but guess what? Stop talking. This is, this is the reason why he's able to do that is because people like you look, right. overlook everything else. And they're like, well, we don't, cause we would never do that. And when I tell you my mother-in-law an angel, like I, I, I mean, I, I, she's, I love her so much and she's such a good woman. And when I talk to her about this stuff, she like, you can literally watch their views start to change because they didn't meet someone like this, like me, like, like in this experience. And the problem is that everything is met once again, like with so much abrasiveness that they just, they start to force other people like, here's your box to be in. 
you step out of it. Oh no, you're weird. Oh, look at that person. And I mean, I have my my own judgments, my own things where I see like, you know, the random Walmart person wearing something crazy. And I'm like, ooh, girl. And then I'll always do like the ooh, girl and go, well, more power to you, sweetheart, because I could never. And okay. I'm, but like, I put that out there. Like, yeah, I mean, I obviously I think you're weird, but I am also going to congratulate you because I, I'm weird, but I couldn't be your version of weird. Right. That's who you are. And I appreciate that. But like, couldn't do it for myself like I you know what I mean like that's why I always say like I'm a, the greatest yet the worst trans person because I'm like mm. I'm like judgmental but then I'm like no honey I will fuck somebody up for you but I will tell you that that is weird but I will fuck someone up for no one else can tell you that because I don't I don't know why but you know I mean if you watch you watch the documentary you know that's how my grandma raised me um so um I got the pat I got the patsy complex so <laughs> the point is is that like you you have these things that happen in the uh, with people where they're they just don't understand and, and once you start to talk to them about it and you 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 like touch that part of them where it's completely uncomfortable they wall up they wall the box up they put the lid on it and they like put it back in the closet and they're like mm -hmm, not gonna touch that no more but that's the problem it's the fact that no one wants to talk about it to be like no this is actually real like I've educated so many people and just by going, we've existed for thousands of years. This is not new. And then they're like, well, I'm like, nope. Caesar had boyfriends along with Cleopatra. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And he was about like Marie Antoinette and her husband going off to the shack to, you know, yeah, like bitch, this is not brand new to the, to the era. It, it, the only time it changed was, was when people tried to trap people with religion. Like they try to govern people with religion. That's when it changed. Like there was trans people across all cultures. And like in India, there's a thing where they, they were talking about how like, you know, and even in Native American culture where trans people were looked at as like, you know, spiritual people, like one with two beings. Like we've walked two lives. Like we, we can talk to you about two different aspects of life. And we were looked at like as, you know, priestesses and priests and and you know when white people came and colonized these places they try to eradicate it because of their own fear because they wanted control so mm -hmm. that's what we're fixing now absolutely yeah. um but with the whole trump era like yeah i definitely feel like i'm constantly educating more than i realize and i was like i don't even think i should be having explained these things to you like um, but it is interesting with the times now. Do you find that with Trump going away, do you feel like a little bit more at ease or you kind of still have a defense up? Because, I mean, I absolutely still feel like my walls are still a little up until he's like completely out the fucking building. I don't trust it. Um, well, there's a lot of work to be done. After. Absolutely. There's so much work. There's going to be so much hatred anyway when he leaves. Mm -hmm. There's, there's going to be, they're going to be doing the, <laughs> I laugh. It, it cracks me up. I'm. Go they're going to be doing the like, he's not my president thing. And I find it hysterical. Like, I'm like, oh, you can look at your little crybabies. And then <laughs> I love it because I'm like, you didn't like you don't like it do you oh all that shit yeah. you said look at you crying oh, yeah. your 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 terrible trump flag with the words on backwards because you don't know how to spell look at you like you know what i mean so like it's like i unfortunately i'm enjoying this like way too much like this was like my favorite part of 2020 like i would have loved i would have literally been satisfied with getting covid like 17 times and watching trump dot like trump's like forceful like let me 
let me overturn this election conquest that was just like terrible but it's it's like watching the kardashians on (laughs) i don't do but you know it's like watching that like the the I feel like it's guilty pleasure. Comedy, unfortunately. (laughs) I mean, it's our lives, but it's comedy at the end of the day. Because anybody with an actual brain that computes and works, and you know, you just look at it like, what the fuck? And they believe it. And then I get my popcorn or my hot fries and my bottle of wine, and I watch (laughs) and laugh. And sometimes I'll start arguments just to walk out of the room and listen to them (laughs) fight. And then I will just go on about my business. You know. There you go. Love it. Live truly to yourself. No, I'm like that's. Yeah. I, I feel it. Um, so, uh, in the documentary, um, I recall one of you saying that you two were like old souls meeting again. Can you tell us, um, like, just what does your friendship mean to you both, and uh, where do you think you guys would have been had you never met each other? So I, we would have found each other. Um, I. 100% know somehow we would have found each other. I genuinely feel like he was like I was piggybacking on his soul on the way in. My dog is like having a fit right now at me because I think she wants to go OUT and she's like jumping at the couch and like throwing herself down. But you already went potty, sit. <laughs> I know. I feel like my dog was like, let me out. So I'm like, I know. I was like trying to jump to the end of the question list because I'm like, you know. Uh, like, no. She's like, she, oh, wow. she, she's like throwing a fit. It's funny. I walked her right before, like when I came upstairs, we I joined the link right after I walked her. She's just being dramatic. I don't know what she wants. <laughs> You're being crazy. Um, but no, I, I genuinely... I forget what we were talking about now. Because um, So basically, this is the... Yaya and I have been best friends our entire lives. We have gone through, I think that, I'm, I'm reading this book right now called Big Friendship. And it's really great. If, any, if anyone's looking for a book, it's really, it's beautiful. They're, I can't remember the authors. They're two men. They're, they're, it's a great book. But it's about the idea of the, our relationships meaning so much to us. You know, we have relationship romantic and, and with our families. And then, although Yaya at this point is like this, being i think we are for each other this out i don't even it's an outside of body kind of experience of like we just talk to each other every day we call each other every day on my way to work i mean it's seven in the in the morning we're talking to each other you know we talk on the phone and and sometimes we have stuff to say sometimes we just there are times where we she's sitting on speakerphone in my house and there's nothing going on and she's not doing her life and i'm walking around She's in the other room, but we're still on the same. We're on the phone. It's like I just need her there, and she. We live far away, so um, our relationship is more. It's like chosen family, but some sort of weird thing happened uh, where we are just, you know, very. You have to maintain it, but when you have a friend, sometimes you have to maintain friendships, and ours does require maintenance. But does it though? Not really. That's the thing. Like, I have friendships that require, and that's why I mean, like, friendships, like, require maintenance, like, family requires maintenance, like, romance require. we don't, we kind of did in the beginning, we, like, worked out our kinks, and now it's just, like, she only yells at me when I don't sometimes respond right, like, right <laughs> but she, she doesn't, yeah, if he doesn't respond fast enough, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing that you're yeah, not yeah, doing? Like, cursed out. And he's like, he's like, I'm camping in the middle of nowhere, I have no reception, I'm like, that's no excuse, fine reception. <laughs> But yeah, no, our, our friendship is just one of which it's like built in family, built in therapy, built in 
the most like there's not going to be a rock bottom because I have you know and I know yeah, we're stuck with each other yeah, there's no right. we're not going anywhere it's like it's weird we we literally let's say please Jesus Mary um she now you're religious I mean uh, yeah she just almost tripped me down the steps uh you can't go uh, the right now I'm not walking the dog I was I have to pee I drank so much wine I'm gonna pee myself <laughs> I'm mine too. I just you can keep that in it or edit you can keep it in it or edit it I actually don't care because if anybody else has watched the documentary I have a wine glass in my hand at all times um so my, my beer is in the other room <laughs> well you are more than welcome to go grab it um so basically yeah we're not grabbing one <laughs> we're stuck there you go see we're stuck with each other like in a sense like I genuinely don't know what life would be like you ask what would life be without him I couldn't tell you because right. I know somehow I, and I, I also can't really explain how other than some cosmic force which we both are would have driven us together at some point like I would have bumped into him at the club or or I don't even know I, I genuinely don't know we would have found each other somehow like there's there's no doubt about it in my mind like so when that question comes up which sometimes it does like now I can't I can't give you a, a real answer because there would be no way he wouldn't have been in my life right. yeah, we're very lucky to have her because so, so fucking lucky. yesterday she called me to tell me that she thinks some of the adventures we had as kids were due to the Mothman prophecy <laughs> oh, wow. totally but I would watch that documentary if you guys do it. <laughs> yeah, I, would, I, would. I told him I want I want to do my own podcast about these things. We had some crazy shit happen, and it's true. So don't let him distract you and make you think that it's not. Because he can't. That's even why say I that it have her as a best friend because you literally get a call on a Saturday afternoon being like, "I think we have the Mothman prophecies in our life." I was like, "Okay, so hi." <laughs> I think you should do your own podcast. I would. Uh, I would definitely listen. You got to listeners lots of right now. I, I want to, but I would probably like. I'm like a step away from being an alcoholic, and I would probably be like full force. I mean, and like I only drink when I'm about to talk. Like you know, how people like smoke when they drink. I only drink when I talk. So, which I do a lot of. Um, so like the point is, is that like. I would love to do one of those podcasts. I probably want to have another person. And she needs her own show. Yes. I would love my own show. Oh my God. Like, the trans Oprah, that's exactly what I need to be. Trans Oprah. Oh my God, I just figured it out. Oh my God, you would actually be a good trans Oprah. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> We're giving away shit today. Everyone gets a free case of wine. Like, drinking that big wine glass that Amy Schumer has in that one, yes. that one spoof of like Friday Night Lights. Yes. Right? Like the more fun. <laughs> Oprah. Yeah. It's like I'm Moira Rose meets Oprah meets like the Friday Night Lights Amy Schumer. God, I, I I would be totally into I'd that. Be on show. Let us know where your first subscribers. <laughs> um, um, well, I guess on that note, what um what are your plans, your hopes for twenty twenty one? What's in the what's in the future of the forecast besides maybe this podcast? Which if it <laughs> if it is, let us know. Um, I don't know. I just am trying to get just get through it. I guess I I, I I'm not one of those people that like to make plans because I don't feel like they don't ever work. Especially like, you make a, yeah, yeah. Like if I, God forbid if I would have made a plan for 
2020. <laughs> Lord Jesus. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't know. I just take it day by day. Whatever happens will happen. I would love, you know, maybe to genuinely open up myself and do a podcast slash like TikTok thingy where I could talk about shit with people and laugh and get some points across and just spend like my morning ranting and get paid for it. You know, that would be wonderful. That's for me. I don't know. Get married eventually. Um, 2021. Well, you know, I'm looking forward to, well, okay. So in the, in the, in the current beginning 2021, we're going to still be pretty, hopefully well-behaved in our pandemic lives so that we can make it to the spring. Um, and I want to get down back home, down in Jersey, because I haven't, I'm not going home for Christmas. This is my first Christmas not seeing her. Um, my first We movie. weren't supposed to talk about that. You're going to make me cry. Okay. Yeah, we have On Christmas Eve, we, um, we make stuffed shells together. And then we celebrate our anniversary. Is December 27th when I moved into the house. Um, and so we've every year celebrated our anniversary and made some shit. And this year I just can't go home. And so I think 2021, I'm hoping to be well behaved so that I can get down there as soon as I can. And, um, you know, I think I am interested in really kind of evaluating like different relationships and like friendship I, like that book big friendship is really kind of weighing on my in my brain and thinking about the relationship we forge with each other and the ways in which we're caring for each other and helping each other you know everyone is going through a time that isn't like the best and some have it harder than others and i think practicing more patience with each other and becoming less you know immediate results kind of feeling of like that Amazon feeling of like I ordered it should be here now like in that in like all of our walks of our life in every way like you know it's all a process and learning more and, and being more patient and kind of like taking taking it a little easier on myself because sometimes I'll like you know I'm like I haven't done anything I have not exercised I have this I'm like yeah you dude you're in a pandemic chill out yeah okay we're all good we're all good just like no, a little <laughs> reaching out to people that I think need reaching out to um find a ways in which i can help people if i'm in a better position than them and you know learn more about different folks experiences i know that um as you were talking about about trump ending and like there's a lot of work ahead yeah we are at a racial reckoning in our country and i think participating more and active being more active and it's not something that goes away when the, the cameras are off and i think keeping a lot of reading going and keeping a lot of attention in my the best I can and in my in my in my teaching in my own personal education um you know and conversations with different folks just like being like yeah we're here for it let's love each other that's awesome lots of love 21 yes oh I love it I mean honestly thank you guys so much for your time this was uh really great I mean you guys have so much to offer the world I think you know obviously the documentary that you guys put out I think is just speaks to a lot of people and particularly our generation I mean obviously so many generations but I feel like we are like the generation that has paved the way for a lot of these conversations. So you guys, you know, um, I think you guys are incredible and um, your story is really just inspiring. Yeah, thank um, you. And if you ever come to LA, you guys have friends who would love to take you oh, out. Yes. That would but we would love that. 
we'll go out. We'll, you know, obviously like, let's hope COVID's over, but if, if when it is, we'll, we'll, we'll take you out. We'll show you around. We'll have a great time. So hell yeah. Um, Thanks both. You, uh, this has been so fun. I feel like we're like hanging with old friends. I know. I know. I know. We're doing this tomorrow, but like, <laughs> I would love that. You know, I like to talk, as you can tell. <laughs> yeah. No, Whatever your yeah. number, if you need anyone to talk to you, you've got to. <laughs> if you're ever bored and want to hear ghost stories, you're more than welcome to have me on Ooh. all the time. Love oh, that. Yeah. And cheers. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> That's our show for this week. Thank you, Jack and Christina, for being on with us. You guys are incredible. Uh, when we left that conversation, we honestly felt like we had made, um, you know, two new friends and we would just wish COVID would go away so we could invite you out to LA so we can all go have fun and party. Um, one day, one day. Anywho, you guys, if you like this episode, please leave us a comment, subscribe, rate us five stars, download the episode that helps tremendously. And do not forget to watch the Jack and Yaya documentary on Amazon Prime. If you have Amazon Prime, it will be free to watch. You don't want to miss it. It's a good one. Um, Thank you for listening. As always, happy new year. Happy 2021. Here's cheers to a wonderful year. And we will see you next week. Thank you.